Seen on Screen podcast presents Three Men and a Meeple. Are you interested in playing games that don't appear on the screen? Well, that's why we're here. Join David, Sean, and Owen while they talk about all things tabletop. Now pass the dice, because our next turn starts now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Our next turn does start now, and so does our latest episode of Three Men and a Meeple. Of course, you've got myself, David. Me. And our good friend, Owen. Hello. Who is possibly going to lose the good friend status and just the name Owen if he yeah, keeps hurting mine and David's feelings. Soon's going to just be Owen, and then eventually he might just be O. Yeah, then just gone. There used to I'll be just, a guy named Owen from show. existence. <laughs> Guys, how are you? What's up? I'm good. I'm real good. I'm really, really good. Nice. I'm I'm fantastic because you guys want to know why? I imported another board game. Ooh, which one? I got my hands on the Star Wars edition of Talisman. Nice. That's uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, so because Fantasy Flight Games owns the license for, or I guess Asmodee as well, owns the license for all Star Wars games in North America, this game was made by the OP Games, so it was not able to be sold in North America or parts of Europe and uh, some other countries. So, uh, actually, no, Europe it can be sold in. But uh, so yeah, I had to import it. Um, going to be doing an unboxing video for this uh, in the coming weeks, so that's going to be up on our YouTube channel. Uh, we also have a new unboxing video on our YouTube channel for people to check out. Yeah, we got uh, the terraforming Mars big box in that one just showed up on my doorstep not too long ago that was a uh, kickstarter that was uh going on like december of 2020 yeah i feel like that was like forever ago yeah but uh it showed up it fits the base game and every single expansion made and there's a ton of space for extra promo cards and any future card based expansions uh, and it has some really nice 3D printed or 3D tiles for uh, the game that replaces like the cardboard ones. I know, Owen, you you played a game of Terraforming Mars the other day, and I saw the po- picture you posted on your uh, your Instagram, yep. and I was thinking, man, that game would look so much better with some 3D printed tiles on there. So, see, like I disagree. I think the game is perfect just the way it is, but you know, it, that's just my opinion. Uh, I probably won't get the 3D printed tiles or anything like that, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. They, they they do have a small box where if you don't have all the expansions or if you just want the uh, 3D tiles, you can buy that one. So it just comes with the tiles. Okay. But yeah, Ooh. there's a, a new YouTube video of us unboxing that uh, in glorious 4K. Beautiful. Get your 4K TVs ready. Get, yeah, get your 4K TVs, your monitors out, or just stream it in 1080p on YouTube. Go out, that's buy, you or, go so buy if you ever wanted to TV. see David in full detail. Yeah, you can see all my pores. Make yeah. sure you turn off the lights at the scary video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of uh, Terraforming Mars, um, I played a game the other day in which I won. It doesn't happen often, but I've been on a bit of a winning streak with Terraforming Mars, and it's oh. felt pretty good. Do, do you want to play oh, me? I can ruin that. it. Oh no! I'll destroy you, and I'll feel real good about it. You'll well, des- you'll destroy me, the undefeated, I'm, undisputed champion. Of I'm riding high. Three men and people board game nights. Bring it. Um, the last time that Owen and I played Terraforming Mars, you only won on a technicality. 
still won. It doesn't count. The game. Oh. So we were playing the. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, Sean. We were playing the dig- digital version on Steam, and Owen set the game up, and he set a game time of thirty minutes. But we didn't realize that that is how much time each player has to complete the game. So it's an hour total for two players. Essentially, yeah. Um, but if one person takes more time to deter, like to do their turn their timer will run out faster than the other person. So Owen and I, you know, we were just kind of playing casually and chatting and talking and having a good time. Right. So but he lulled you into it. So That's my right. timer, I, my timer ran out and he still had probably like 10 minutes to go on his timer. The game kicked me out and I was replaced with an AI. Oh yeah. And that AI it was, was so dumb. stupid. I was completely destroying Owen in that game. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I that. believe this story has been told. Already once. Yeah, I think we told this story. But Maybe, but regardless, I like telling that story. Yeah, re, yeah, you're trying to paint me as a bad guy. I'm not. Uh, but we would never paint you as a bad guy. Just uh, bad friend. Not a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not a game, bad friend yet. You're just not a good friend. Yeah, this game of Terraforming Mars, though, I was playing against my brother-in-law, who is probably one of the like best board game players, card game players I've played against. Any game you play against him is like playing on hard mode. So, and I beat him and I'm just going to, I'm just going to bask in this moment for a bit. I took a picture of it, of the, the game board at the end so I can just look at it and be like, yes. Send it to him as a, like a Christmas card. It'd be like that one time I, I beat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, all the other like hundreds of times he's beat me at board games, you know? Yeah. yeah but and, it's rude uh, to gloat when you continually win. It's that like one time that you do win, you get the credit for it. Yeah. yeah so it's it, rude it to makes... gloat when you continuously win, like, like Sean does. Yeah, you know what, Sean? You're a bad friend. <laughs> I maintain I didn't gloat. I was just confused as to why Owen would think that I helped him throughout the whole game when it was his wife who helped me the entire time. Regardless. But, tomato, potato. <laughs> let's get into the reason why we're here. I want to know what you guys played this, or over the last two weeks. I was going to say this week, but that makes no sense. So over the last two weeks, have you played anything aside from Terraforming Mars or David Cookie Clicker? <laughs> no i've been addicted to cookie clicker it's not just, a board game per yeah. se but uh so sos fans just so you are aware we recorded the show earlier last week due to our scheduling conflict and david has been playing since he brought up that story yeah it's great it's yeah, such so a good it's game it's wild i actually have like a, a question if you have a monitor and you lay it flat and you eat off of it is it technically a board game now like <laughs> hold on do you do you hold on do you eat off of your board games well i'm just saying it becomes a table right no it does okay we're moving on so today's episode <laughs> we're talking about protecting your games um from various aspects of sleeving your cards to special made game inserts um so you name it right you so- got to wrap those tokens <laughs> before you tap those tokens Yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> tapping a card in uh, tapping is uh, an action done in card games. So it's a much different not, thing. Not so much tokens, but anyway. So, um, Owen. Yep. You did a little bit of research before our show on yes. the history of like card sleeves. Yep. I and did. I think that's kind of where it all began, right? Yeah. I, well, um, card sleeves have been well around, like, uh, for a long, long time back, like when they're 
you know, collecting baseball cards and stuff. Uh, and it's become more of um, used in, in card tournaments to kind of get around people marking their cards, like the backs of their cards, so they can't cheat. Um, so that's where it first became more relevant in um, in like card games. But yeah, um, in uh, 1995, Ultra Pro um, released their first card sleeves designed specifically for collectible card games. Uh, they were called Deck Protectors, and they're more uh, tougher and more uniform than traditional uh, card sleeves that were used for like collecting baseball cards and stuff like that. Uh, they're different material. They're made of um, polypropylene and is specifically dying, uh, it's designed a type of plastic. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's all the information I have about that. <laughs> and they're specifically designed to snugly fit uh, traditional cards. Um, other than that, uh, they were originally clear. They started coming out with opaque backs, so you couldn't actually see the back of the card. And then they started coming out with different colors, like you can get white, black, red, green, different designs. Um, and then... You know, a few years later, uh, well, many years later, I should say, uh, 2008, Mayday Games launched uh, card sleeves specifically for board games. So card games, they're, they're pretty standard size. Like you have a, like American standard or European standard. Um, but with board games, you have just an array of sizes. So mm -hmm. uh, games like Sellers of Catan. Uh, they have a very unique card size. And if you want to sleeve those cards, uh, you need to buy specific cards because of the of the odd size. Um, so other than that, um, so there's six different sizes of card sleeves and two different thicknesses. And there's over, uh, there's card sleeves for over 400, 400 some odd board games. So, yeah. Yeah, and some companies make... Uh... There's, there's a bunch of different companies that have come about over the last uh, decade or so that uh, they they make, that's what they do. They just make card sleeves. Um, probably the most well-known ones would be the Ultra Pro cards. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, they are kind the of first, like, right? yeah, they're the first and they're kind of like the most generic. And, and those are the ones that a lot of people will buy to sleeve their, you know, trading card games or or uh, collectible cards. You know, like baseball cards and Pokemon cards and Magic. Um, so, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. What's don't that? don't for a second pretend like you a don't know how to pronounce Pokemon and b belittle Pokemon. It's, it's no, Pokemon, no, no, actually. No. Yeah, yeah, but you 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 enunciated it as if it wasn't something either part of the culture <laughs> so you apologize to our pokemon fans right now i will not no. stand for the slander <laughs> anyways so uh not everyone is down to sleeve their games yeah it's um it's so rude well not well you have some games right yeah don't yeah. you want to protect them don't you want to play them you don't sleeve any of your games uh, I have like tiny little baggies for some of like the pieces. Yes, that's, that's completely bit. different. That's organization. Uh, <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I know, Owen, you sleeve pretty much all of your games. I try to. It's, um, it's a lot. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your reasoning behind doing that? Um, 
Well, mainly it's, I just invested, say, um, for Twilight Imperium, I've just invested $160 or whatever in the prices at the time at, on that game. And I'm hopefully going to be played a lot or like, you know, if it's just a game, it's going to get a lot of wear and tear. Uh, and I just want to keep it alive longer. I want to make sure the pieces stay nice and crisp and clean. Like, you know, when you have people over for a game night, you know, people are eating chips, they're making a mess. And it, you know, over time, those cards or whatever tokens are going to wear out and you're going to have a game and it's going to look like garbage. Um, so that's mainly the reason I sleeve. I just want to like prolong the life of these games. I know I could probably go out and just buy another copy, but I'd rather just have that copy and just keep it safe. Um, mm-hmm. My brother-in-law has a copy of Scythe uh, and he's probably played that copy of Scythe hundreds of times. And it looks like hell. Like the, the cards are like all bent and folded in places and they have like, you know, fingernail marks all over the edges and all you got to do is throw a sleeve on that and you know it, it would probably look fine still mm-hmm. but there's something there's something unique about a game that has wear and tear on the cards and the tokens and in the game box you know like i think we can all uh, attest to pulling out a board game from when we were a kid you know that our parents had and the box was like kind of tor- one corner was torn and the, kind of faded and the <laughs> cards were kind of all buggered up, you know? Yeah. It gives it, There's it, something gives it about, some wear and tear that like, well, uh, and, and it shows that that game has some history behind it, you know, like a well used game. And I, I understand the idea of wanting to protect your game, your investment, because games aren't cheap. Uh, no, especially some of these, not. especially some of these uh, newer ones that are coming out, where they're, you know, upwards of a hundred plus dollars Canadian. Um, and there's lots of components and lots of things to uh, damage. And and Owen, you kind of touched on a point where if you're playing with a lot of friends or if you have people that come over, um, you know, people board games is a very social thing. So there's usually drinks or snacks involved. Right. And not everyone has the same respect for our game collection as we do. You know, those Cheetos fingers are. Uh, oh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> Cheeto I just, fingers I just, are just bad in general. If, so, if um, I see somebody like just dip their hand into a big bowl of Cheetos and like stuff them in their mouth and then not wipe their hand and pick up a, a handful of cards, I just. I just cringe. I'm just yeah. kick them out of your house. Just like, so I just want, yeah, I just want to like take the cards away and be like, wipe your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, One, as these people who host game nights, why on earth would you even have Cheetos in your house? Sometimes people bring their own snacks. And Cheetos are delicious. Yeah. Can't just Cheetos. And two, as a segue, not about board games, I want to tell you a quick story. There was this guy I know who used to eat Doritos and then lick his fingers and then put his hands back in the Doritos bag. Ugh. And these were community Dorito bags. That's, yeah, that's it was, not cool. It was Savage. awful. It was gross. You don't do yeah. that. That's rude. No, it's bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I understand pr- wanting to protect games that are played a lot, especially if you host a lot of game nights. Um, but then also, I'm not going to invite someone over if they're going to be rude like that and bugger up my game. Um, right. But I'm also the kind of person that I have a uh, a fairly decent game collection, and I think maybe 
five or six out of the 70 plus games that I have, they're sleeved. Yeah. No, I think out of my collection, out of the, I think I'm at 150 to 200 games. I think maybe half of them are sleeved, maybe. So you, you say about wanting to uh, protect your investment in the game, but then also the costs of sleeves are not cheap in general. No, they're not. (laughs) So if you have a game that uh, has, you know, some games could have upwards of 350 cards. Yep. So you're going to have to buy sleeves for all of those cards. And then you get into cards, and you'd mentioned um, earlier in the show, there's different size cards. Uh, there's the American standard. There's the European standard. They have miniature cards. They Some games have square cards. and You have tarot cards too. Yep. Tarot size cards, right? So, And some ga- games have, like I have some games where uh, it has like eight tarot size cards. Yeah, in so the like entire thing. buy a so, pack of like 50 or whatever, right? Yeah. Right? So oh when I'm trying to make a decision on whether or not I want to sleeve a game, I personally look at the types of cards in that game. And well, yes, like how often am I going to play the game does play into a big factor on whether or not I decide to personally sleeve a game. The variety of cards that are in there is also uh, a big deciding factor for me because uh, if a game has 375 regular size cards and then 200 miniature size cards and then 13 tarot size cards. That's a lot of different sleeves that I have to buy. And then you get into, can the the game box hold the sleeved cards? It's so frustrating when that happens. That happened with Nemesis. Uh, So Nemesis has this awesome insert for all the stuff. And I started sleeving all the cards for it. And all of a sudden, the cards just didn't fit in the box. And that, that really bugged me. <laughs> it's just like, mm. why? Why wouldn't you like look ahead and then be like, okay, we need to make this compartment just a, a little bit bigger for the people who want to sleeve these cards. Well, and, and there clear, clearly is a big community of people who do sleeve all of their games because I've noticed in a lot of Kickstarters, um, when they talk about custom-made inserts, for the games um everyone there's there's always you know dozens of people are asking will it fit sleeved cards um Mm -hmm. some games are just so big that fitting sleeved cards is just not really an option though right um uh yeah like um i actually i sleeved twilight imperium that was over 900 american mini card sleeves same with um, Gloomhaven. I've sleeved Gloomhaven, and that was a lot. I forget how many. But you know, they all fit in the box still, mm-hmm. which is nice. So uh, do you have a rough idea on how much it cost to sleeve Twilight Imperium? Yeah, it was about 50 bucks. So your $160 game just went up in price by $50 just to sleeve it. Yeah. But again having that peace of mind that I can break that out at a game night and somebody can, you know, have greasy fingers or whatever, and they're not going to like mark up the cards or like, I've always had it where like you're playing a game with somebody and there's a card flat on the table. And instead of like sliding it off the table, they use their fingernails to try to like pry it up. 
mm-hmm. and it marks up the cards and stuff. And like, again, that's just me being a perfectionist when it comes to this thing, like a purist where I'm like, mm-hmm. I want this game to look perfect all the time. <laughs> and it's going to so, bug me. If so I, next time uh, I come over and we play Twilight Imperium, guess what snacks I'm bringing? You're going to take all the cards out of oh, the sleeves bringing, as you're playing with I'm them. I'm bringing and... Cheetos. Do it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Eh? I got my card sleeves. Uh, you can do whatever yeah. you want. Oh, okay. Um, another thing that uh, that uh, we kind of just touched on is game inserts. Now, I personally love getting custom game inserts, or when a, a game designer they spend the time to create a uh, uh, an insert for the game. I have my 3D printers and I've printed some th- storage solutions for for some games and uh, I've designed some myself and I've done some from uh, I printed some off that people in the community have made. Um, now, I am the kind of person that I would I, I find that a game insert is enough to protect uh, my game components. Uh, as long as I'm playing a game with people who kind of respect the fact that we're playing a board game. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about game uh, inserts? Oh, I love them. Like I, I just bought um, Eclipse Second Dawn of the Galaxy, the second edi- edition of Eclipse, just because of the insert that they designed. It um, not only holds everything better, and um, it actually also makes setup faster because all like just there's six players, each player's components are separately um, carpent or carpent are, are, are separated into um, little trays that you soon as like, as soon as you open the box, you're like, Oh, what color do you want green? Here's your little box of all your components. And they just open it up and set everything up. Like not only does it protect your stuff, but it makes setup way easier and way mm-hmm. cleaner. Well, I find that, um, setup is is the biggest thing for for uh game inserts um sean you had said that uh you have little baggies for your your tokens yeah and or your game um, components right so little tupperwares that yeah, fit tupperwares. in the box hey go to dollar store buy one of those uh like screw organizers boom half of my games have like screw organizers in them because that's like the perfect size for like mini tackle boxes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, awesome. you could just buy um, those little bags that uh, some people like to put narcotics in for uh, oh, yeah. some of the uh, the little pieces. I know my <laughs> pandemic has little uh, dime baggies in it. Yeah, there, that, there's uh, cool. a lot of games that actually are starting to come out and include little Ziploc bags for components. I actually have a bag full of Ziploc bags from other games because uh, there's a lot of games that I've purchased where they have more Ziploc bags than is needed for the game components. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I, I think, find that... Yeah, so I, I think the first game that I saw that with where they added bags was Scythe. And I lost my mind when I opened up the box and I was like oh my God, there's so many baggies in here. Cause usually you get a board game and everything's, you know, put into like plastic, you know, things you just rip open and you just dump it back in the box. There was mm-hmm. no, like nothing added. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is such a great addition. I don't know. I just, I love that. And now you see that more and more. Well, it's that versus like, there's games like villainous that have like those massive plastic inserts in the box and everything only goes in one way, but it's such mm-hmm. a waste of space. and. 
be so much easier if you bought the expansions to be able to just put them all in one box. Well, and that's another thing is um, a lot of people will mix their expansions with the base game. Now, Villainous is um, that's a unique example because those those expansions, yes, they're all interchangeable with the base game, but each character kind of has their own set of well, they have their components. Own token, really. deck of cards, and board. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there there is a third party uh, insert that you could could make or or purchase for that game to include all of the uh, the expansions into one box because absolutely everything can fit into one box but with with expansions uh, it's not always that the developers or the designers are planning on making an expansion from the get-go um, I think it's becoming more of the norm with uh, Kickstarters um, over the last few years where they'll have the base game, but then you can also purchase one of the expansions or multiple expansions at the same time. Um, yeah, and, and they released uh, like big box, like the site, big box. I think that was the first big box that I bought where it was like, literally you spent 20 or 30 bucks just on a massive box that would fit all the expansions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know, Terraforming Mars, the big box for that one. That's a prime example. They managed to get everything um, plus extra components into a box that is, I don't know, about 10, 15 centimeters smaller than if you were to have all of the other, like, expansions individually stacked upon themselves. But the, the Terraforming Mars expansions, they're smaller boxes, right? But everything fits in nicely there, and there's it, it does free up a, a decent amount of space, and it makes setup and teardown uh, a lot, a lot faster. Um, some games though need, I, I think, just require protection uh, in the form of sleeve cards and um, like a game organizer or some sort of uh, game like organization system, whether it be a third party made one or, you know, using tackle boxes or making one out of foam core or whatnot. Yeah. That's such Um, a big business now too, is people making inserts. I don't know how many companies literally all they do is make inserts and game, like upgraded game components, mm -hmm. but it's such a big business. Like, you know, and you see some of these game inserts that are like laser cut wood and you, you know, you assemble them. And they're huge. And I think those ones, like, you know, they run up like a hundred bucks or more, 150 bucks for like the Gloomhaven insert. So you're spending a hundred bucks on Gloomhaven and then 150 bucks on the insert. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, and I was going to say Gloomhaven is a, a game that just definitely needs some sort of organization system because that game is so massive. There's so many co- components and it's so easy that to lose things um setup can be that's one big complaint that i've seen a lot of times when people don't have some sort of organizational system for their their game is that setup can take quite a long time so it's one of those games that like you want to set up and then not take it down for oh uh, yeah uh, quite a long time that was always my thing about gloomhaven where it's like Britt would be like hey do you want to play and be like okay i'll set it start setting up and i'll see you in two hours when i'm done <laughs> mm. so i have uh a, a game insert for dead of winter 
Um, Sean, you were actually with me when I purchased that. Boy. Uh, one of our last uh, oh, adventures. Well, let me tell you how boring this was. I had to go to the bathroom, which made it worse. But David and I go to this store in Toronto, or in Scarborough. Yeah, Board Game Bliss. And the guy's like, hey, why don't you just like look around the back? And it was like a full-out store. And it was like, it was magnificent. But about halfway through, I really had to go to the bathroom. And David decided he was going to take his sweet-ass motherfucking time and just go through every single insert more than once. <laughs> and then we went back to the same section again. It was, it, it was, it was devastating because I was just like, you know, when you're like in a store and you lose interest because like something else is going on. Well, I could not be less interested in what I was doing in that store at the time because I was. You know what you could have done? You'd have told me that you had to go to the bathroom. I did. We went to the mall right after. <laughs> anyway, so I uh, I have a game insert for uh, Dead of Winter, and it is phenomenal. Everything is organized for the different location. Um, there's a tray for the all the standees, for the zombie ones, for the player characters. Uh, everything has its own spot. Setup is so fast in that game now. Um, but isn't designed to fit sleeved cards. Uh. And Dead of Winter is, uh, I would say, one of my more favorite games. I, I'm more willing... I would more willingly play that game uh, than some of the other ones in my collection. But also, Dead of Winter is one of those games that I think if cards were to get kind of raggedy, tokens were to kind of start peeling and whatnot, it wouldn't bother me as much because of the type of game that it is. I feel like if that game were to look well used... Ooh, it would give it a bit of that theme that like yeah it would theme. it would add Ooh, to that i like that um so it's for me it's a fine line on do i want to protect a game to keep it in a pristine condition or do i just want to enjoy this game as it is and let it kind of grow in the sense of how it looks based off of how we use it Right. Um, yeah, I know what you mean about those older games that like you find in like your parents' basement, and like they do have that kind of like um, that worn aesthetic, and it is really pleasing. And I, I like, like you old ones. Yeah, I'm sure. Everyone has a old box of Clue from the in their parents' yeah. basement or the closet somewhere. For yeah, those playing like, Three Minute like, Meeple Bingo at home, that is one more Clue reference. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're playing Clue. We should play Clue. Oh god. Yeah, we'll Clue. do a game showcase for Clue. Every time we say clue, I want to play clue, and we never play it, and it just gets You're me right, so though. upset. It's the clues, the monopolies, the Edna Krabopolis, the Twisters, the Connect Four, the Guess Who's. All those games were in the closet, right? Yeah, because those were the those were the popular games. Those are the games that everyone had. And you know that when you bring out one of those games, and like I said, you know, the box is one of the corners is torn and it's being kept on by masking tape. Like, you know, you're going to have a good time because you know that the game has been well used. It stood the test of time. Now, we're going to talk about this on a, on a future episode, but uh, purging your game collection. Oh, um, I think one advantage of sleeving your games is that it does help Ooh. maintain 
the uh, resale value of a game. Right. And I've seen um, it specifically listed on Kijiji and other places where it's like cards have been are already sleeved and that really does sell it where I'm like, oh sweet, now I don't have to do that myself. Somebody else mm-hmm. has done it. Um actually the the first sleeved game that I ever had was not one that I sleeved my own. It was actually a game that I bought off of someone off Kijiji. Uh, it's called Ancient Artifacts or Alien Artifacts. I forget exactly. It's, uh, oh, it's nice. a uh, yeah. it's like a space card drafting game. Um, guy wanted like twenty bucks for it. I'm like, oh, dope. okay, that's a great deal. Yeah, um, and it was in pristine condition. All the cards were sleeved. I'm like, okay, I I kind of like this, right? Like it's uh, you know the first one's free, right? <laughs> you get a little sample. That's right. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like maybe I will. Like I've I've kind of thought about sleeving some other games that I have, either ones that I've that were on the more pricey side of my collection or um, games that I just wanted to, I don't know, maybe increase the value of. Uh, so I ended up buying a bunch of card sleeves off Amazon because I spent honestly for some of these games I spent so much time trying to research. And find out how many card sleeves I need, what size, and that in itself, oh yeah, is a big pain in the ass. It's so there has been so many times when I've been like, okay, I want to sleeve Wingspan or some game, and I go to a store, and I there's a whole wall of sleeves, and I'm like, I don't know what sleeves I need, and I grab a pack that are like, you know, what I think I need. I get home, and they don't fit. So I'm like, okay, now I got to return these 10 packs of sleeves I bought. <laughs> Such mm-hmm. a pain. So while I was uh, on the search for finding card sleeves, and, and the card sleeves that I bought actually um, was, I got a pretty good deal at the time because looking at prices, it's like, okay, $10, $15 for a pack of like 50 or 100 depending on the um, the brand. I ended up buying um, some card sleeves uh, by Apollo. Uh, they have like these their quiver brand, and they are just the standard. Um, I don't know playing card right. size uh, sleeves. Brand. So you know, for like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon stuff like that. Um, but they are kind of thick. Uh, but I got you know three hundred of three hundred of them for I don't know it was like twenty bucks. It's pretty good. Yeah, 20, 25, under $25, which is pretty good. You know, like just not too much to dip my toes into the whole uh, world of protecting your cards. But um, it's a dangerous game. Yeah. The problem that I ran into was that I didn't know, like I could sleeve one full game that I had, but then I had all these extra cards or these sleeves and bunch of these other games that i have they don't have the standard uh card or american standard right so i found this website called sleeveyourgames.com uh there's a few other ones out there but this was a uh, a pretty interesting website uh my my biggest complaint about this site in general is that um it's primarily american based so you can look up a game and it will tell you how many cards and of what size are required for that game, uh, which is uh, makes it so much easier to know 
what games you or what what cards you need. So, uh, for example, I can look up uh, Seven Wonders Duel. And right off the, the bat, it tells me, well, there's uh, 73 cards of the 44 by 68 millimeter. So that's like the, uh, what is that? Um, the small sleeves, like American small. And then uh, 12 cards that are 65 by 100 millimeters. Those are the tarot which cards. Those aren't even tarot cards. Those are just like extra large. Oh, are they? Oh, I know. Like, I think that game is one of the ones where you need like very custom card sleeves. Mm-hmm. Right. So the cool thing about this is that you select your, your your game, and it will tell you all the different brands that you can. Like, they have the different types of cards, the the packs. People can vote on whether or not they're good or not. Um, and then you can. There's links to Amazon and and the prices. So for our uh, American listeners, if you uh, don't already sleeve your games, but you're interested in doing it, this is a great website for that. But it also caused a big problem for me because now I know what cards I needed or what sizes right. of the cards in my game, but it was it's almost impossible to find the proper number of sleeves for that those games, right? So I find that, ha- that happens all the time when I want to go sleeve some games and i'll go to a store like i don't buy sleeves online just because i know if i screw up the size i can just take them back but they're they always run out they never carry enough to like properly sleeve a game uh in some cases like i'm looking at gloomhaven on um, sleeve your games right now so it requires 975 american small and 727 regular card sleeves and if you went to a game store right now i doubt they would have that many on a shelf or even in Mm -hmm. the back right Mm -hmm. and and even so this was one of the games that i was trying to sleeve it's called court of the dead mourner's call um and the the cards that it has it has uh six or 54 of the american standard 54 so either i have the option to buy a 50 pack of sleeves and four of my cards are unsleeved or I buy a hundred and then I have an odd number of sleeves left over. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is the problem that you get into with sleeving cards is that it can really increase the price of your game or the money that you've invested into that game more so than, and then you have like you spend more money than you need to because not all games have an equal number of uh, of cards. Right. You're not playing like a, like a deck building game, like a collectible card game like Magic, where it's just a 50-card deck or more, depending on how, what kind of deck you play. But you're, their mm. base is 50 cards and there's 50 sleeves. Oh, God. Yeah, there's so many card sleeves in Gloomhaven. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking at sleeve your card games. I'm just like, did I really do this? And I think it was like a Sunday where I spent an entire Sunday just sleeving this game and there's like Mm -hmm. over a thousand sleeves um i had i had an issue with so with with not being able to find uh the proper sized card sleeves um in in canada so either the the stores that i was finding like the the friendly local game stores in you know the gta area where i usually buy my stuff from or you know even in this this london the city where i am right now they don't either have the 
the the sleeves that I need. They weren't in stock or they didn't have enough, right? So I ended up going to AliExpress, believe it or not, Um, because I found some people had... on on reddit had mentioned you know that they ordered some card sleeves off aliexpress i'm like okay you know if you haven't bought anything off aliexpress it's pretty much importing stuff from china right it's uh yeah you never know what you're gonna get (laughs) you never know what you're gonna get (laughs) so i i i took uh well the nice thing is that if it's if things are like way off you can usually get a refund fairly easily um so i ended up just biting the bullet and ordering a bunch of sleeves off of AliExpress. Now I didn't know if they were like official or if they were knockoffs. Um, and I ended up actually getting a pretty good deal on, on the sleeves. I'm just loading up my order right now just so that I can uh, find it. So I paid 45 bucks and I ended up getting five, six, seven hundred card sleeves which was not too bad that's pretty good that's like if you're gonna like if you're gonna invest in card sleeves to like sleeve a bunch of games you want to get a good deal on it for sure because yeah it like it is just card sleeves it's just a nice to have Mm -hmm. but it is pretty expensive like there's different quality of sleeves right Mm -hmm. um you can get these like there's ultra pro lights which are more like penny sleeves and a pack of a hundred is a buck ninety-five at four hundred one games, or you could go something more high quality for a pack of fifty. It's like five bucks. So, yeah. so these ones that I bought were actually uh, Mayday. Oh, brand. right. That's a good brand. Now I'm not. Yeah. So I know that the the brand itself is really good. I actually have a, a Crokinole board that I uh, that was made by them. So I I knew the brand, but I didn't know if this seller was selling legitimate mayday sleeves Um, as far as i can tell they are um legitimate if they aren't they're very close um but i was i i didn't want to invest a ton of money on buying more sleeves than i needed right for for one game so this way I spent roughly the same amount that I would have had to for an individual game if I bought these cards locally. But then I had a whole bunch in case like, you know, they were crap quality and they were broken or and I could I could sleeve a bunch of other games. So with this selection, I had enough to sleeve like three or four games. Um, now, would I say that it has changed my opinion on sleeving games protecting my games not so much because it is a uh, it's it's an added cost to an already very expensive hobby right but for for me it's like i don't know it's also like a textual thing it's like it gives the the cards like a, a bit more weight it gives them more like a thick feel shuffling sleeve cards like that is like the best feeling like i used to play in a lot of tournaments like card game tournaments um mm-hmm. and you know you got a big fat uh deck of like sleeve cards and you're shuffling them like it i don't know just it has a, a nicer feel to it 
So it's also like a textual thing for me. Yeah, it does make shuffling cards a lot easier. That's for sure. Um, just because sleeve cards tend to be a little more slippery, you can do the mashing shuffling. Oh, I love the better. mash shuffle. You can do just slam those cards. <laughs> um, but when when all like when everything is said and done, ultimately it comes down to the individual's personal preference. Um, if I'm back in a game on Kickstarter and sleeves are a, a, an add-on, I'm not going to go out of my way to purchase that add-on because it's not something that I need for all of my games. Yeah, it's not, yeah, like like you said, it's not something you need for your game. Like it's not going to be unplayable without it. Maybe you just don't eat greasy chips when you're playing it, right? No, no Cheetos, yeah. No Cheetos. Um, I've backed a few games that have actually included sleeves for all of the cards in in the campaign, and it's like, okay, this is a nice included add-on, and I'll I'll use them, but it's not someone it's that it's not a make it or break it um purchase for me or like add on f- for for those things um if you are if you're purchasing say say you had two games that you really wanted equally wanted mm-hmm. right yes right. um and one of them had a a game insert that everything was organized but did not allow for sleeving games or sleeving cards and stuff like that. Um, but the other one just had a, a like a cardboard insert or whatever, you know, like how yeah, something just they like have like the weird folded tray thing, but enough space that, you know, you could sleeve your cards if you wanted. But ultimately, you wanted both games equally. They cost the same amount. What would you go for? What would you rather have? Wow, that's actually like that's actually a really tough question <laughs> for me. I think I would go for the uh, oh god, I think I would go for the nice insert just because it's already included in the price, and you don't have to in, you know make that initial invest that or that after investment of like buying more sleeves and taking time to sleeve them. Um, I'm not saying that I sleeve every single one of my games, but like for my bigger games or games that I know that I'm going to play or hopefully play often or games that are my favorites. Mm -hmm. I'll try to sleeve those. But like if there's a situation like you just said, where it's like an insert, a really great one. And people have been like, Oh, you got to get this, but it won't fit sleeve cards. And I'm going to like, I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll get that. And I'll just be unhappy that I can't sleeve these. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play this game, but I'm not going to like it. Yeah. I'm just going to (laughs) be pouty about it. What about you, Sean? I, I don't know. I think I would just buy the game, the cheapest version of the game. They cost I really the no, they're, they're the same price. They're the same price. So w- what are my options again? My option. <laughs> so one of them has a, a nice custom made insert. So all the components fit nicely into their own spot, but you don't have an option to further protect the game components. Sure. Because it just doesn't fit for it. But then the other option is the game has just like one of those like cardboard trough things um, and everything just kind of goes in little baggies or whatever. Um, But, you know, you can take that out, take the trough thing out and you can uh, sleeve all of your cards. I'm going to go to protect them. 
I'm going to go with the first one solely because right. I don't really like to go into the boxes that are already jumbled. If I open up a box and I'm like, oh, everything's already <laughs> in disarray. I'm not going to play the game. I'm not even going to bother right. setting it up or organizing it. And it'll just sit on my shelf. I don't really care about the sleevings of the games. Well, that's sure. why you have the little baggies for all your components. Yeah, yeah but you? I don't care about sleeping it further is what I'm trying to tell you. There you go. The uh, It's funny because as, as you guys have talked about sleeving games, all I can think of is like those really cheap sleeves that you used to get for Pokemon cards or hockey cards and how they would like while you were holding the card and you moved your finger left or right, the baggie would move. You know yeah, what I mean? Those are like cheap penny sleeves. Ugh, they're gross. <laughs> that's all I can think of. And I, like we're playing like a game like, I don't know, Betrayal. And you pull up the card and it's all like slippery and you're like, what the hell is this? Oh, that's the Cheeto dust on my fingers still. Yeah, it's all slippery from the grease. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you guys a question. Would you ever double sleeve special cards? Actually, I was just about to say say that. In my my research for uh, finding card sleeves, I found out about double sleeving. Yep. Um, and there are thing. there are card sleeves that that uh, you can buy that are very very tight against the the cards, and they're designed to be almost like indistinguishable on the card. But then that is also so that you can fit in a another larger sleeve. Yeah. So yeah, and the, the, the this tighter was ones to me. sleeves, and then the the bigger ones are outer sleeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found a bunch of these inner sleeves for really cheap, like, and they are cheap. Like you can get like a thousand for like, like $10, mm-hmm. maybe not 10 bucks, but they were like a, a penny each or less than a penny each yeah. for some of these. Yeah. Uh, and that led me down a rabbit hole of finding, I was like, okay, you know, hold on. I, I want to try sleeving cards, but I don't want to invest in a ton of money if I'm, if I don't like it. Right. So can I use these inner sleeves? just by themselves or are they designed to be used with an outer sleeve? Like is the, is the quality um, and strength just not there to use them on their own? And uh, the, the, the jury is out on that one. Uh, from what I could gather, people are saying like, you know, you can use it, but you, you don't have to, or I would not use it because you know, they're meant for having some more protection. Yeah. yeah, I have a, a friend who's a very large hockey card collector and they double sleeve pretty much everything now because they try and get their cards graded. Mm-hmm. So they'll do that. Like I, I watched a video of him doing it. He like does the thin sleeve and then he like flips over the other pouch and then that's how it kind of gets in. So I think he puts the first card in upside down and then the second one in right side up. Mm-hmm. So it like stays locked in. But yeah, yeah. And he's a case- collector. Yeah. Yeah, and and I know that uh, that is becoming more popular in, in like magic tournaments and stuff like that for really uh, rare cards or yeah, if somebody wants to bring a a really rare card to a tournament, they'll double sleeve like the entire deck. Yeah, um, just I, in case anything happens, like uh, I actually watched a video of someone pouring uh, liquid of sorts on cards that were double sleeved just to see how well they protect from water damage and stuff like that. And uh, a car that is double sleeved is, is pretty good at being protected from any water. Even if it gets on that in that outer sleeve, you know, your card still has another layer of protection. And it, as long as, as long as they're, they're put in opposite directions, right. 
then your card can be pretty, uh, pretty good protected. But one thing that I did notice is that not all inner sleeves are made equal. No, they, they so, are, they're so tight that like, if they're like, um, like a fraction of a millimeter off, your card might not fit. Yeah. The, the tolerances on those need to be very, very tight because then you get card bending and stuff like that. And for someone, you know, like your friend, Sean, who collects cards for, to collect them, right. And want get some graded, uh, a bent card can really affect the value of a trading card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll shout out another guy that I know is named shock Nicholas on Instagram. And, uh, he has a fairly extensive and expensive Pokemon graded cards, uh, collection. And he does the same thing, but he sends all his stuff out to be, uh, PSA approved. But, he like when he opens packs, like he'll wear gloves sometimes. Like he wants to make sure it's mint going into the package, There's mint like no going into sleeve on one, fingers. mint going into the lock sleeve. He wears like the cotton gloves. I, I'm not sure. I just know, like uh, I'll pull up some of the card prices that he has, but it's like insanity. If I was sitting on that much money in Pokemon cards, I wouldn't be sitting on that much money in Pokemon cards. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I would yeah. sell it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I, he has I, some like he has a bunch of mint cards that are Dragon Ball, Pokemon. Um he was selling a Misty's Gold Duck for 5 grand. Wow. Oh, wow. And and you know, I think we all started with Pokemon cards. You know, back when we were kids and not smart. You know, th- that was yeah. that was the thing, you know, Pokemon cards. Maybe some people dabbled in Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I started out with but, Magic the Gathering. Um but Back then, you know, you're you're getting these cards and you're you're using them to play, right? You're playing the game that you're that it's designed for. We we weren't in the mindset of I want to protect these because there's a future investment in them, you know. I think <laughs> yeah. knowing now about collectible card games, you know, booster packs, all that stuff, that there are cards that are rare. You know, I have um a bunch of cards for Star Wars Destinies. It's a uh, a, a card uh, like a collectible card game, but it has dice involved, which is pretty cool. I have some cards that at the time when they were legal for tournament play, um, that's a whole other topic, but uh, they, these individual cards were so overpowered that they were fetching like two, $300 for these cards. Um, and I had three of them because I bought like four of these booster sets and this was right at the end of like, right when they were turning, they were no longer being used for terminate play. So the value of them dropped significantly, but it's like, it's crazy that like one of these cards could, could fetch that much money. Um, But when we were kids, we were collecting Pokemon cards, magic cards, and we were playing them. You know, I, we all, there was always that kid that had the binder. Yep. Right. With all of the card sheets. And they had all of their cards like organized from, you know, whatever, like uh, Pokemon number or all of their holographics or Pokemon type or whatever, maybe. That's me now. (laughs) (laughs) That is you now. Um, But back then, you know, that was just so that, you know, you could pull the cards out that you wanted to play real quickly and they shove them back in there. Mm. Um, If if I had known that. uh, Yeah. Back then, you know, like some of my Pokemon cards would be worth a lot more if they were not torn up or, you know, the holographic 
uh, print on it was actually still holographic, you know, I probably would have taken a little more care of it, but. Right. Yeah. You don't think about it at the time. Like, yeah, I used to have a full beta set of magic cards and I think I like sold them to a buddy for like next to nothing. Like when I was a kid now, every once in a while I'd look back and I'm like, damn, that would have been worth probably thousands at this point. Mm -hmm. But hindsight is 2020. That's right. 2020. Um, but yeah, you definitely want to like protect those investments. Like, I guess it is an investment, right? You're, you're buying a pack of cards, you pull one that's worth a couple hundred bucks, throw it in a, you know, throw it in some sleeves, like double sleeve it, just set it aside. And, you know, it might appreciate down the road. Now at the same time though, is that taken away from enjoying the game? Like do, do people still play Pokemon or do people just buy the Pokemon cards to collect them? Right. Like I, because of um, that dickhead, what's his face? Why can't I think of oh, Logan Paul? And like he wore a million dollar Charizard or not a million dollar Charizard. I think it was like a $500,000 card around his neck into a fight. Right. Po- Pokemon card is just or Pokemon right now is just like this huge collector's boom. I don't know if you've guys seen any videos over the last little bit, like just pandemic card hunting, they called it. And like there'd be like footage of targets where people would be like limited to like oh. three boxes of whatever, but people would be going nuts for that basketball, baseball. It doesn't matter. Cause there's yeah. like this new and renewed card collecting kind of currency out there. It's kind of like uh, Dogecoin or Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah. People will just yeah. jump on the first thing, but I don't think people are playing Pokemon anymore. Yeah. I don't know. There's some kids that outlive near me and they like, I always see them like sitting on a path together playing like in like Mac or um, Pokemon, like, on the ground i'm like okay that's cool <laughs> and, and then you were like sleeve those damn cards yeah you're getting heathens. them all dirty <laughs> uh no i know there's also a thing where people will um go to a, uh, like a walmart buy a, a pack of magic cards open them up take all the rares out and then like reseal it and like return it so it's a bad oh, it's a whole bad th- thing that's happening those are bastard men yeah they're terrible people um, yeah we'll, we'll call them walmart cronies Walmart creeps. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, no, like sleeve your cards. Just sleeve them. Like, or don't. Actually, Sean, have you ever <laughs> played a, a, a card game or like a board game that has sleeve cards? Have you ever felt the joy? Um, no. All I could think of, though, while you were talking about magic um, is that person who brings that really special expensive card and you're like watching their deck. And you're like, oh, normal card, normal card, normal card, sheet of plastic, normal card, normal card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I know what's coming. Yeah. So you know what, Sean? I think because uh, we have a, a a special event coming up. Not really. But Sean and I are finally going on one of our long overdue adventures where we check out some of our favorite uh, retro friendly, lo- friendly local game stores and retro game stores and all that stuff. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring some games over. Uh, I have some that are completely sleeved that are fairly easy to play. And you know what? I'm going to let you try them out. We'll give them a go. And uh, that might be a, a good research topic for us for to mention on our next episode of uh, yeah, let, let Three Minute Meeple. See how, how you feel about it. I'm filling out a grocery list of Cheetos, Doritos, <laughs> and... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to get orange juice with a ton of pulp. 
if if Sean does Let's not touch, <laughs> if Sean's not here on our uh, next episode, that's because his body's somewhere in a ditch. Yeah. So that actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. I played a game of Dark Moon at a party, like a full eight player game of Dark Moon or whatever. And for some reason, we were drinking margaritas, and a girl who was there dropped her entire full margarita into the center of the board, covering everything in margarita. She's no longer alive. Oh my God. I like, for some reason, the board is completely fine. There was like, it not sticky at all. I was like, this is impossible. How did this happen? But yeah, that was like, holy shit. (laughs) And and with that, we want to know what you think about wrapping it before you tap those games and keeping them super protected. Is Owen crazy or do I, or am I just super, super careless? Let us know on the posts that we put out on our social media, of course. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Listen to us with all or with all your favorite podcatchers. But for myself, David. Me. Owen. Bye. Who is still our good pal. For now. We I'm want gonna, to thank you guys. Gonna, well, <laughs> while you guys are having your magical adventure in all your stores, I'm going to be sitting here listening to podcasts, doing my homework. Doing your homework and some research. That's right. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Three Men and a Meeple, and we'll catch you on our next episode. We'll chat then. Mm-hmm.